Welcome to the Iceland Travel Podcast. I'm your Icelandic mountain enthusiast host, Skuli Arason. In this podcast, we learn about Iceland from people who help paint a comprehensive picture of the country as a whole. I was in the charming house called Ós in Borgafjörður Eystri in East Iceland, just next to the ocean. Peaceful and inspiring sounds of the waves idling away in the background for some truly calming times. I was visited there by Árni Magnus Magnusson, who is truly passionate about this lovely region. He runs various trips in the area and could probably name every rock in the region. On our excellent homepage, icelandtravel.is, there are many informational blogs, articles about Iceland and many aspects of the country. There are multiple tours there that cover the eastern regions, as well as various hiking and nature tips for the whole country. Check out icelandtravel.is for more. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube as well. Stay up to date by smashing those like and subscription buttons and get all the Iceland content and inspiration we have online. We are sitting in an old living room <laughs> at a place called Ós in a fjord called Borgafjörðreistri. Outside, the, we can hear the faint sounds of birds and actually watch the quite powerful waves uh, hitting the shores just next to us. And with me is Arne Magnus. Hi. Great to have you. Thank you for, for having me. It's, uh, it's like when you, when you enter some of these places in Iceland that are like more remote or more natural, uh, I feel like sometimes... I get a less, my, my urge to check my phone diminishes, it gets less, right? Mm -hmm. And I almost, when I drive down a fjord and it open up, opens up before me with the nature and whatever is going on there, I find myself instantly peaceful almost, and definitely here. I mean, there's so much peace here. It's like, it's probably, I would describe this as the most peaceful place on the planet. Yeah. Because I live just by the ocean, kind of like where this house is, mm -hmm. and I'll be walking my dog in the evening, and I go out, and maybe like there are no cars, there's no people, there's just me and my dog and the waves, and then I look up and there's just like northern lights. <laughs> <laughs> there were northern lights last night. There have been northern lights every night now yeah. for like two weeks. Yes, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. Uh. Uh, I was so lucky that we went out uh, last night and did some excellent northern light photos even mm. of the fjord. It's uh, it's easy to catch when you're here in the right time of year, of course. And this being on the northeastern side of the country is like the northern lights area for Iceland. Yeah, I mean, so when I was guiding northern lights in Reykjavik, it was always like, first of all, you had to get away from the city because of the light pollution and everything. Mm -hmm. And I was... You know, an hour at least yeah. to get away and then you had to like hope for it and maybe there were some mountains or maybe there were some clouds or something mm -hmm. but here sometimes it feels like you don't really need to work for it no and i've been taking insane like lights photos just from my backyard yeah 
and you barely have to think about light pollution or anything. And it's just like, of course it's going to be more accessible in Reykjavik and for most people, but I feel like if you have a chance to come out further, yeah. um, then it's just insane. Yeah. But of course now we're starting to get into like, the, in like a month's time mm -hmm. almost, we're going to stop seeing them. But yeah. I feel like right now is, is an, a really good time for it. Yeah, we're in the beginning of March, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's, it, it's true. I mean, the last few weeks have been crazy. I was just arriving from Akureyri, where there were also quite good northern lights, mm -hmm. but the light pollution was quite heavy. Yeah. The whole fjord of Eyjafjörð, where yeah. I was. Yeah. So, so that was a big difference here, because uh, I went to the fjord north of here. I can't remember its name even. The small one, it's like Njarth something. Uh, Njarvik. Yeah, I was yeah. in Njarvik uh, and stopped there. Mm -hmm. And there was basically no lights anywhere yeah. Yeah. to be seen almost. And I did some Northern Lights photos there and I just had a silhouette of black mountains against the backdrop of stars and, mm -hmm. and Northern Lights. It's, it's funny, like if you drive here during the night time and wake up here like the day after, it can be kind of a crazy experience. Mm -hmm. So like one of the reasons that I live here is because I was taking my um, then girlfriend, now wife, um, mm -hmm. here for the first time. Uh, and I thought, you know, it would be great to go away for a weekend and like, you know, at the time we had us, like my family had a summer house here and, uh, you know, just get away and, you know, show her this place that, you know, I love. Yeah. And it was in November, I think, and we just flew out after work on a Friday and then drove here and it was pitch black, mm -hmm. like no moon just cloudy no snow yeah. completely pitch black mm -hmm. and we come into the town yeah. and uh we had no food with us <laughs> <laughs> and this poor woman who's from florida <laughs> knows, <laughs> it was her first year in iceland uh and uh we came here and i just called up my friend who ran the store at the time and yeah. Just was like, yeah, we're in town. Just could you meet up with us so we can get some coffee and stuff? Yeah, you you just call it. You just yeah, call. you just call. It's still like that. Yeah, it's you just like call that. the person. You yeah, know. it's call. Hook me up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, right now at the store, like there is a sign that says, if it's closed and you need something, just call us. We you love know? this. This is wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> and it's for emergencies mostly, but <laughs> but uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, we come into town. And it's just pitch black, nothing but like a few street lights, mm -hmm. and we wake up and it's like, like this, you know, yeah. crazy, colorful mountains, mm -hmm. and the sea was completely still, and the sun was just coming up, and it was just amazing. And she told me that I would be an idiot not to move here. Yeah. <laughs> And so now we live here. <laughs> because of your wife from Florida. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. So so from the extreme heat and swamps mm -hmm. to the extreme uh, tranquility, basically. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I got the, almost the same experience since I arrived for my first time here in darkness last night. Yeah, I exactly. I woke up to see the birds outside and yeah, it's mm -hmm. beautiful. It's amazing, yeah. But it's... It, it, it's such a weird town too because it is a, it is a tourist destination mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. and it has been for a long time, mm. and it's uh, our tourism sector. I think is more like route bound and more 
uh, grown into the the kind of town than in many other places. Mm. Because like we have had a tourism group yeah. since the 90s yeah. <laughs> when um, Helge Arkivson, uh, one of the farming guys here, like one of the farmer's brothers, he uh, he just started thinking like, yeah, we should totally get some people to come here and, and go hiking. Yeah. And so he just did that. He just like went along and and uh, went up all the like sheep footpaths and all the like uh, shepherds paths and and drew out this plan and, and thought about all the destinations. Mm-hmm. And then he just like took some stakes and punched them into the ground. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly we had like all of these crazy hiking paths. You have many hiking paths around here. So this, I sometimes like this joke that this is the most like, this is the biggest planned but still unplanned hiking area in the country. <laughs> I mean, it is planned for sure, but sometimes it, it the feel isn't mm-hmm. like that it's planned. It's more like, oh, someone put some sticks down here and we can follow them and it'll take us somewhere crazy. Yeah. You know, like for Stoder, for example, like you're driving up the mountain pass mm-hmm. and and you kind of see this little sign that says like Stoder is this way and then okay okay and you just walk along and you come up into this crazy alpine environment yeah and then you look down into this insanely large valley that has like not there's nothing for for kilometers many many kilometers there's nothing no roads nothing Mm -hmm. and it's just full of these apartment block sized uh, stone like rock boulders yeah. that have uh, fallen down from the mountain and carried with a glacier and, and it's just filled with thousands of them mm. and then there's this grand uh, glacial turquoise lake in the middle yeah the color is e- extreme yeah it's yeah. ridiculous and you see pictures and you're like oh that's that's not real but you get there and it is real mm-hmm. it's so weird yeah and it's just like one of those things that you wouldn't guess it's there. And still kind of like, uh, it, it has a huge wow factor. Uh, let's note I haven't been there, I've just seen the photos. Yeah. And yeah. and to me it's it's definitely going to be like an eye-opening thing when I do it probably tomorrow. I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, do it tomorrow. And, and, and because... It's 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 not advertised. It's just there. It's like a secret pearl in yeah. the northeast. Yeah. It's just ridiculous because it's kind of like, I don't know. I've been to a lot of places in Iceland, and I've been to a lot of places in other places, like other countries, yeah. and like a lot of amazingly beautiful places. Mm-hmm. And like, no bias, <laughs> but Stora is still kind of like the the best, like most wow factor place that I've been to. Like, even it seems like the landscape is almost, like, prepping you for it as you go along. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, this big reveal, almost. Yeah. So, it's so they're opening a curtain, yeah. and then another curtain, and then they open the jewelry chest in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically, you're going, like, down this 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 hallway of, of, of beautiful things. Yeah. And, like, you round the corner here, and, wow, it's crazy mountaintops. And then you round the other corner, it's like, oh, my God, this beautiful lake you know <laughs> and it's just it's just crazy and and the the area here um the old municipality because 
you know, a long-winded discussion about, you know, how it's all become <laughs> yeah, one big municipality yeah, now. It's, it's, I mean, it's happening it's yeah. because Iceland used to be so divided, right? Yeah, yeah. We're trying to be practical. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to be more practical now. And this is a very, we're now part of a very practical big municipality <laughs> but it used to be quite small but it's so the old like municipality was uh, 420 square kilometers mm -hmm. so it's 420 square kilometers which is big mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and a tiny part of it maybe one percent is the town yeah. and the rest is wilderness and it's completely uh, untamed mm -hmm. it was people lived there <clears throat> before we had like industrial agriculture yeah so there are no phone lines power lines roads um, there's barely any houses left there's barely any you know there's not even a glimpse of what once was yeah. it's all been reclaimed by nature mm -hmm. and uh, walking there, it seems like no one has been there for thousands of years, basically. And so, it it is this very interesting and beautiful place that not very many people know about, even Icelanders. Mm -hmm. um, of course, Borgafjörður is most uh, famous for having puffins. Yeah. And we have a really good uh, place to see puffins. Probably, I would guess, one of the best and most accessible places in the world to see I puffins. I think that's true, I mean, because when they opened up the new facilities, the ones yeah. that are being used now, I remember <clears> I, talked, I talked earlier to a bird specialist in Reykjavik in this podcast, and and yeah, we, we she said that it was the best in the world. It wouldn't, like, yeah. I, I think so probably as well, because I don't think there is another place where you can get this close to this many of them. You're in their apartments. Yeah. yeah, you're basically like we are now sitting in their living room. Yeah. <laughs> and they talk to you. I have talked to Puffins, by the way. You uh, can do what that. What do they say? Uh, no, <laughs> no, they have this really weird uh, kind of a raunchy noise. Okay. <laughs> that, that could, could you give us an example? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> uh, it goes like... Oh, yeah. this was, this, uh, it sounds like sounds like an ancient animal to me. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, you're in this kind of place where there's tons, like thousands of puffins, mm -hmm. and they all come back to the same holes. Yeah. So you know, like the the ones that are close to the walkway, mm -hmm. they are like the theatrical ones. They want to perform. Yeah, they're the thespians. Yes. They want to <laughs> be in the spotlights. So they are the ones that are, everybody's taking pictures of. Because, you know, they live to be like 35 years. Mm -hmm. So when you take a picture of a puffin, like yeah. that's probably the same puffin that was in another picture yeah. that you saw like online. Yeah, they, they love... <laughs> so that's why they look alike, because they have... Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? They're actually... No. <laughs> they, they do all look very alike. But like the, the ones that are in the back, like further away, they don't want to be seen. No. But then you can talk to them. And you can't... Like, I, I've been up there on this platform and you're kind of uh you're surrounded by public thousands yeah easily and the best time to go is like midnight mm -hmm. you know during Whoa. the summer yeah yes, yeah because that's or or like six in the morning yeah. they, that's they, when they're twilight hours yeah, yeah yeah 
And like, of course, Twilight in, in summer is, yeah, midnight. Midnight and six yeah. o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and you go up there and then you hear them say like, <laughs> and I just went back and, <laughs> and we started this whole conversation. <laughs> it was yeah. pretty insane. They were probably giving the news how it went, you know, how yeah. far they went diving to catch the fish that they got their families, mm -hmm. those kinds of things. Yeah. Giving you the report of the day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah, but that, so anyway, back to my other point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, most people come to see puffins. We have we had in so it's 20, in 2019 mm -hmm. before uh, the pandemic and yeah. before uh, as we were talking about earlier, we had this influx of Icelandic tourists coming. Mm -hmm. We had uh, we have a counter in the in the harbor yeah. for people like how many people we get okay and we checked it in i think it was middle or end of july and since the beginning of the year we had had fifty thousand visitors mm -hmm. in the puffin harbor and just like which is crazy yeah because we don't really see those people <laughs> no <laughs> no they come through the town yeah they go to the puffins yeah and then they go back and it's such a i it makes me so sad because, for the first part, they don't give us any money. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but like, they don't really cater, they don't use any services no. <clears throat> of the town. And they don't really get to see how amazing this place is. Yeah. And sometimes I would get uh, Icelanders, like last year, they would come into the, the local store yeah. and uh, they would ask me, you know... Well, like we've gone to see the puffins. What else is there to do here? Mm -hmm. And I just say, well, how long do you have? Exactly. You know? <laughs> because if you have two weeks, <laughs> then you can maybe start to think about, you know, exploring more or like exploring everything here. But it's just everything is so hidden. And that's why I talk about it being unplanned, because mm -hmm. it's not really um, marketed as such no. that it's this place of wonders. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if you go, you know, five kilometers here and five kilometers there, and yeah. like in all these different directions, and then you come up onto these places that are just insane. Mm -hmm. You know, we have this kind of weird geology here. We're sitting on the oldest rock in Iceland. Yeah. And uh, we have the oldest lava layers in the country. Mm -hmm. And we have some of the oldest, um, like, uh, rocks something mineral yeah. or other <laughs> the type of mineral the type of minerals yeah, yeah. yeah and we're basically sitting on three huge super volcanoes that haven't been active for millions of years yes and so uh, we have the same rocks here or kinds of rocks as you have in like Landmalur yeah so people that go to Landmalur and go all, over all these crazy mountain roads and you know get there it's like whoa so crazy you have all these liparite yeah, colors yeah all the like yeah liparite and rhyolite and you have the the yellow and the green and the blue and mm -hmm. the silver and and everything and i'm just like looking out the window and it's like oh yeah there <laughs> it's over there it's almost like a microcosmos of many of the best icelandic things around here yeah yeah for a sure. li little bit of everything i think yeah i think the only thing that we don't have is uh like the volcanic 
<laughs> like activity, the new yeah. volcanic activity. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, you can't really come here for to see like the new volcanoes. No. It's all very old volcanoes. <laughs> but that's good as well. I mean, we feel very safe around here. Yeah, yeah. I I'm I've been listening to the recent news of the of the eruption close yeah. to Reykjavik and everybody's like so tired of all these earthquakes. Mm-hmm. And I just I sleep soundly, you yeah. know. We're so far away from it all. Yeah. We don't have to think about it. Yeah, and the other I mean this is, of course, something that we have to uh, say. Just you say it's a part of being Icelandic. You know, we always yeah, have a possibility sure. of some crazy weather thing or some crazy yeah. geological thing happening. But that's just uh, a part of our privilege being in such a beautiful place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can frame it like that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but because now now it's so so it now it's so easy to access uh, Borkafjörðstri. Yeah, but. I mean, I, I don't know when the, the roads got great like they are today. It's probably not that, I mean, because it's one of those places that are a bit like out of the way or hard mm-hmm. to reach kind of in the country. Uh, and But now it's, it's, it's the easy. breeze. Yeah. yeah. So it used to be the way that uh, before we had these good roads, our mm-hmm. roads had gotten really bad. Yeah. And uh, we often got questions like from people who come to see the puffins and we're leaving again. They just asked us, is there any other way mm-hmm. to go? No. <laughs> because we don't want to take that same road back. Oh my. It's, it was too scary. Mm-hmm. And it was really scary. And I think we uh, who live uh, in Iceland and live here have this kind of recollection, this, you know, this collective memory of how bad the roads used to be before they were like yeah. the way they were. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've just gotten used to it or something and it's no problem. Yeah. But then you have to really think about it and, and reframe your thinking and see like, oh, it, it is actually really bad. Yeah. <clears throat> but there was this crazy uh, protest uh, a couple of years ago mm-hmm. because the uh, this town was the only like major, well, like, I say major, but like a <laughs> population center in the country that was, that didn't have a good road. Yeah. That had like no paved roads. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, a couple of years ago that they decided, you know, okay, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. And so they started with, with the worst part and then they've been gradually working towards it. Mm-hmm. And in, uh, I think 2022 or 2023, they're going to finish the last of the pavement. So it'll be a paved road all the way. I mean, it was a very <coughs> short stretch almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also a very nice gravel road. It was, yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. No. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think it's... Uh, it's just so nice to have the opportunity now to reach uh, Borgafjörður Estri so easily. Yeah. It's like one hour from Eilstad yeah. or something yeah. like so that? Yeah, so it's a it's a one hour flight from Reykjavik. Yeah, okay, that's short. <laughs> and then a, a 45 to one hour drive. You know, drive. Yeah. It's so short mm-hmm. to get, it, it takes such a short time to get so far, you know. Yeah. It, uh, you can take two hours to drive from Reykjavik and you'll get to uh, like the south coast, you know, Saljalandsfoss and yeah. and those places, yeah. which is fine, yeah. but there's still going to be thousands of people there as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to, you know, experience the the solitude, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. the, and the quiet, yeah. you know, I always talk about Borgavir being so quiet. It is. And uh, even when there are People going about and stuff, um, but you can always escape, mm-hmm. you know, uh, relatively easily. And being this 
in incredible quiet. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, taking an hour flight and then a one hour drive is, I don't feel like that's too long of a time restraint. <laughs> no, you know, you can, you can still manage to do it in a weekend yeah. and, and be here for a little while. Yeah. And it's also interesting to note that <clears throat> many of our listeners or, or you guys out there abroad have visited Iceland before. I mean, people have often done like uh, the standard golden circles mm -hmm. and the, the Borkafjörður area in West mm -hmm. Iceland, etc. And this is just like an excellent thing to add to your second itinerary because yeah. especially if you have more, like, <clears throat> more than four dates in Iceland, then it's just, mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing to experience because Iceland, of course, is famous for its nature and its tranquility and its uh, clean air and, and, and safe areas. So this is definitely oh, yeah. very good. Uh, I mean, I have heard people say that this is the most beautiful place in the world. I have still the rest of the day to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> And Should have been here a, a week ago. It's been sunny here for a week. It's going to be sunny tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm great. looking forward to it. Yeah. And uh, and and I'll 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 probably agree after after the weekend. I think so. The, so one story like from when I was guiding, like oh ten years ago here, mm -hmm. uh, I was 19 years old. Okay. And I had start, just started guiding. Yeah. And uh, the. There were people that were coming here, or like the, the, the type of people that we were seeing <clears throat> come to Borgafjörður were people that had been to Iceland like four times okay. in a row, like every year they came to Iceland. So they came to Iceland first and they did like the Golden Circle and the mm -hmm. South Coast and all that stuff. And uh, and remember, this is pre-tourism like pre -tourism, tourist, boom. Yeah, pre-tourism yeah. boom and okay. wave, you know. So these were people that came to Iceland in the 90s and were like these super like you know, kind of cool, you know, yeah. tourists that were yeah. just... The knowledgeable tourists. The knowledgeable, like, type that like, knew basically more about Iceland than I did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they were coming to Because you were 19. Yeah, I was 19, yeah. and they had been to Iceland four times before, yeah. Yeah. and were just like, they had, like, really read all the books, you know? Yeah. But so they came to Iceland, and... Uh, then came again and did like the south coast and then they came for a third time and did the west fjord and the, and the north and then they came for a fourth time and they literally spent a week just here in Borgvillage. Oh. Like they didn't go anywhere else. And so they just spent a week here with uh, the company that I worked for, stayed here in town mm -hmm. and then went on hikes. Yeah. And we did not go to even close to the same place twice. No. So every day was something incredibly different. Which is kind of insane that you have such a small area, but you yeah. can still do so many things uh, in a small amount of time. Yeah. And like we have this, you know, this famous-ish uh, circular route mm -hmm. called Vikmaslöder. Yeah. Where you can walk from uh, from Borgafjörður and do the the inlets, the deserted inlets, and come to Lómundafjörður, which is basically a fjord the size of Seyðisfjörður, yeah. except completely deserted. Yeah. And then go over the mountains and come back here. And it's just this uh, kind of, it's kind of insane in a way that it's so different from anything else you can do in Iceland. Yeah. I feel like you, many people go like the Leover Trail, which is admittedly 
incredibly. It was voted one of the best trails in the world. Yeah. It it ranked higher than Machu Picchu. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, crazy, you know. But then you the uh, and and that's like the new Iceland or like the the, yeah. the fresh yeah. volcanic rhyolite stuff. Yeah. And then you come here and it's like the old ancient part of the country mm-hmm. where it's uh, you know people used to live but haven't lived for a long time and uh, it's just very grown mm-hmm. but still very wild yeah it's 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 such a weird place and I don't know why uh, you know I was drawn here even though of course I have my fam like my old family was here and and but even then I was drawn here by some other kind of force mm-hmm. and I feel like it's best explained by you know I look out my window every day uh, just when I'm drinking coffee or you know uh, checking on my son or something I look out the window and every single mountain I see is different yeah like if you look around the the mountain kind of circle like mm-hmm. we have in every town in Iceland <laughs> every fjord every fjord in Iceland every town in Iceland has its mountain circle but so many times I feel like in places like uh, okay now everybody's gonna hate me if, if if there are Icelanders listening to this. Yeah, just disregard yeah. the next seconds. Yeah. Don't listen to me. Uh, if you look around in maybe, okay, Isavillir, yeah. and maybe in, uh, oh God. We Akere. can name Priyakre. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. And, and we could maybe add even... Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, it's just, yeah, yeah, because because when you look out here, you have maybe one mountain which is kind of like a knoll or a, or a yeah. nip, niplet, and then you have these sharp edges on the next mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, like in places like I was mentioning, yeah. I'm not going to mention any more places. Yeah. But like in places like I was mentioning, uh, you have mountains that are you know the classic Icelandic, you know, flat on top, steep sides, mm-hmm. um, which is great. But here it's like we have these, yeah, one that's kind of just like circular or like a half half circle on top. Then right next to it is a mountain that is completely different. Yeah. Like it's just super sharp, blocky, rectangular. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, you know, is again super different. Yeah. Like, a, you know, yeah. And then behind them again are different mountains, and then the other side of the fjord is completely different because it's just a completely different volcanic area. Yeah. And I think it speaks to how ancient the place is mm-hmm. that you've had these like geological happenings mm-hmm. that made these places, and then other things stacked on top again and again and again. It's like a weird Lego structure or a very disharmonious troll family that went to sleep. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and and then you have also, like, because it's all pre-glacial, mm. then you have the glacial erosion more, like, that makes it more crazy. Yeah, changing <laughs> them even more, yeah. leaving all these huge boulders. Mm-hmm. And and it, it's, it's one of those questions people think about. I mean, if you, okay, it's, and it's a general tip for people. When you're, when you're outside somewhere and you see some, in the middle of a field, there's a huge boulder mm-hmm. somewhere. It's glacial. 
there was a glacier going Always. over there and brought it inside yeah. the ice. So Always you have a, a you have an answer for that. Mm -hmm. Those were not UFO people dropping no. them down. <laughs> Even Sadly. though it seems like it sometimes. Yeah. 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 Because they're like otherworldly. That's the often the word. Definitely, probably used in many of these hiking trails around there. They're otherworldly. It's it's. it's uh, I mean, so here, especially here, it's there's such a rich lore mm. about elves. Yeah. And hidden people, Hultevolk. Yeah. And you know, many of, <laughs> I feel like many of the stories that are kind of have been, you know, um, that are like the general elf stories of mm. Iceland. Some of them actually originate from here. So we have like these very specific, you know, there was an elf and he came to this place mm -hmm. in like the fjord, this yeah. farm, and they spoke to this woman. Yeah. And there's like a lineage from this woman, yeah, the people could, that yeah. live today that, you know, <laughs> have seen stuff, you yeah. know. And so, I mean, we have the, the <laughs> what is a glacial like leftover, um, hill, mm -hmm. which is called Alvaborg, or yeah. the sort of um, elf city or elf, 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 city, elf yeah. fortress. Yeah. Um, and like there, the queen of the elves in Iceland lives there. Yeah. You know? I mean, and it makes sense. It's the oldest place in Iceland. Yeah, of course. So, so, so the other elves, they originated from here, spread out through the land. Yeah. Uh, the offspring of the <laughs> eldest elves. Yeah. <laughs> They're it's so old here, <laughs> the elves. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there, there's the elf queen, Borghildur. Okay. Uh, is her name, she lives here. She has um, helped, or she and her servants have helped uh, Icelandic women in the area, you know, okay, of course, hundreds of years ago, uh, deliver children, yeah. for example. Yeah. Um, there have been sightings of uh, a, uh, the, the elven sort of, procession going to church mm -hmm. on uh, New Year's Eve and yeah. the church is actually one of these glacial boulders that's in one of the valleys up the yeah. up the road it makes perfect sense it makes sense and then you know it went past these these uh, uh, these farms and you know at one time Borghildur she went up to one farm girl and was like hey because all the other farmers were in church as well, but in another, like the Christian church. Mm -hmm. But the elves, of course, went to the elf church. <laughs> but uh, uh, they left behind this one working girl and and uh, she was making some soup or mm -hmm. some sort of stew. Yeah. And Borghildur, she went up to her and was like, hey, can I have a little bit of the stew? Because I'm a little hungry. And the, the working girl, she was not, I mean, she was of course not allowed to give strangers this, this food, but yeah. she felt like, okay, I should probably do it. And she was rewarded, yeah. you know, many times over, <laughs> uh, by, by the elves. And it's kind of this weird thing that, sadly, it's starting to disappear now. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I tend to say that the only people that really know elf stories are guides <laughs> nowadays, um, which is kind of sad, many uh, of... Like my peers don't really know many no, elf but... stories, you know, but it's just part of the 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 sort of heritage here is yeah. that there is a lot of elves and and um, hidden the hidden people, the hidden folk, yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, and it's all over. I mean, up in the valleys and yeah. 
there's stories abound, you know. And and you can you can kind of you can you, you can you can sense it when you're here or that people, even though they're doing tough stuff and and getting by and surviving, of course, which must have been difficult. But you get the like the openness and tranquility to be inspired, to have imagination, yeah. to say these stories, and even today, I mean, because it yeah, you, 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 it's easy to look at the rocks and say, yeah, of course, this was an elven church. Yeah, yeah, of course, and it's such a I think it's such an important part of surviving in general. Yeah, having some like letting your imagination go wild. Mm -hmm. So my grandfather, he was born. Or he uh, or he grew up uh, close to Borgafjörður. Um, my great uh, grandmother lived in this house. Mm -hmm. Oh, I might be lying, but okay. Uh, let's say you. Let's say you're let's, not. Let's say I'm not lying. <laughs> um, and uh, basically, my grandfather he grew up on this tiny, tiny, tiny spit of land yeah. that was a pen that's a peninsula, uh -huh. and it's. About it takes about eight hours for us today to walk there. Oh, and because it's so remote, it's not necessarily because it's so far away. No, but it's like to get there by foot, mm -hmm. you have to cross uh, two mountain passes, yeah. go out the like peninsula, yeah. and then go down this incredibly steep slope <sighs> to get down to this little tiny spit of land that now has a. Uh, um, it's like a lighthouse okay. that they have now, but it's just there was it was the only place that was available for his parents to buy at the time. That's so they decided okay, let's move there. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that's kind of the the redemption of of this land is that it has a really good natural harbor. Yeah, and so they could row out from there. Mm. But it's so like considering. Uh, being even in in the fjord yeah. and the kind of weathers we get here, mm -hmm. it must have been an incredibly difficult experience. Yeah. And living in such abject poverty, yeah. you know, they had one cow and they had like ten sheep, but it was they just made it work. And it's just incredible to think about how how difficult it must have been. Yeah. But people still made it work. And people made it work. I mean, and just to think of the importance of the cow. Yeah. To them. Oh yeah. And and just you know, it's so vital that he gets good health, and it 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 really puts everything into perspective. You know, mm -hmm. something that we can only learn about when we read books like Shalstad uh, Folk with from Haldolaxness, <laughs> just to oh, try God. to get a sense of how difficult these things were. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy, but today. There's a shop. You can have a beer. You can you can sit in hot tubs next to the ocean here in Borgafjörður. Yeah, it's uh, there's plenty to do. Yeah, I mean, so right now, if you let's say you buy a ticket twice and you want to do something like totally different that no one has done before, mm -hmm. or like not no one, but no one in your friend group. Yeah. I hear like all the many of the people I've talked to are. Always say, yeah, my friends went, and I had to go too to see what it was like. Yeah. So if you want to do something really different, mm -hmm. then you come to Borgafjörður. You stay at one of the two hotels, <laughs> or there's also like a guest house, yeah. um, <laughs> and uh, like you go out into the mountains and you spend like these 
these times in, in complete solitude and quiet and you listen to the birds and, and just the wind. And you go up to these, these mountains, these mountain tops and these valleys and then you can come back and you can literally have a beer sitting in a hot tub on the edge of the ocean. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's something that I'm going to do later today. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is so worth it. It's so much fun. Um, like, I, I love doing it. And I'm so happy that they, they just now started having the spa open in, yeah. uh, in the wintertime. Yeah. But they do have it open for hotel guests always uh, when there's people. Yeah. Um, and like, so we're doing this new trip now. Yeah. Uh, so my company and, and the hotel and everyone, and, and it's like, you go out on cross country skis for the day and then you come back in, in the evening mm -hmm. and it's just totally relaxation, uh, relaxation. Mm -hmm. And that's like something that I feel is, it's the direction that we as a group, because kind of like we have this, you know, this tourist tourism group of the companies that mm -hmm. you know operate here and uh, they we uh, take care of the, the walking paths and, and the area and it's like this is kind of our direction right now is that we're going all in in the like green tourism mm -hmm. um, angle yeah you could say so for example with with uh, the walking tours I mean you're out in the nature, you're not really... I mean, some people love to go on super jeep tours. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not my thing, really. But, you know, you're... It's such a... Dis, not destructive, but it's a, it's a way that, that um, leaves so much behind, I feel. Mm. And coming here, of course, takes some, uh, you know, uh, carbon dioxide and everything. But then you spend your entire week, you, you don't drive, aren't even in a car, you yeah. know. Uh, and for example, like, uh, like when we do bike tours, we just bike out of town, yeah. you know. We never enter a car and uh, then, you know. You don't have to drive anywhere to get to nature because yeah, you, yeah, sta yeah. you start off in nature. Yeah, you yeah. start off, you, you, you bike or walk, mm -hmm. you know, it's... You only have to go five minutes. Yeah. You know, there's this tiny, there's this little hiking trail that I always direct people to if they want to just do a short hike. That's And it's literally like the town uh, boundary and then there's the hiking trail starts. So you just walk to the town boundary, it takes about five minutes. Mm -hmm. And then you're on the hiking trail and you start on these, these uh, fields, like pasture fields. And, you know, you can walk there no problem. And uh, then you're just in the mountains. Yeah. Just, it takes... Just it's like a ten-minute thing, yeah. you know. <laughs> and uh, I took recently took my friend uh, cross-country skiing here. He's from Minnesota, yeah. And he told me like to get from his uh, like area, his city, to the nature. It's like two hours. Yeah. You drive through the suburbs first, then you get off the interstate, and you you know. But here it's you know we we did drive a little bit, yeah. uh, drove into the valley, and then we went off on our cross-country skis. Two hours later, we were just like completely, uh, or maybe not even like ten minutes later, mm. we were just in complete nature, yeah. just nothing, nothing, uh, man-made around, just wilderness, yeah. and uh, I mean that's what it is. It is a wilderness. It is a wilderness. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing but you know sheep during the summer. Yeah. They're 
how to pasture during the summer here. And uh, it's great. It's great. It's amazing. This is, uh, I think, I think, I think we have a lot of inspiration to come here <laughs> <laughs> for those who are not already here, meaning me and you. And uh, and I think I think a great way also to say that when I drove here last night, just to give us all an example of how wonderfully remote it is, I was the only car driving from the town of Eilstad in East Iceland to here. Yeah, I did not meet a single car going the same way or opposite way when I drove here. So that's that was that's a beautiful experience to have in a road all to yourself and yeah. and just. You know, and when you arrive here, it's uh, instant tranquility. I would like to thank you, Anthony Magnus, for for giving us all these insights. Uh, I think we have plenty to digest from all of these stories, and hopefully, all of you guys will come here and meet some Borkhelter, the Elven Queen. Yeah. And I think we will give our listeners a few seconds of the ocean in the end, because you know that's as far as close as you can get right now. You're sitting in somewhere somewhere with a headphones on. Mm -hmm. ASMR. Like, yeah, it's 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 ASMR, you know, some some sand like tranquility from Porco Ferrestri. Thank you so much, Sonny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye.